Welcome to season four of your next mission video podcast. Today, we're kicking off a, a month long series of recognizing Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Throughout the month of September, we'll bring light on some of the challenges our military community face that could lead them to taking their own life. Today's episode is focused on USA led Face to Fight campaign and one of the campaign founding partners, Reach Resilient and Endeavor Foundation. Face to Fight is a, a coalition of nonprofit and corporate organizations joining together to break the stigma surrounding suicide in the military community. It's a usually important topic for all of us. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome to Your Next Mission video podcast, where we tell the stories of those who have served in the past and those who are serving today. From transition to financial wellness, VA benefits to mental health, we cover issues facing veterans, active military, and their families. Now here's your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly. Hello out there, warriors, past and present, your families, and thank you for your service to our great country. Now, before we get started, I personally want to thank our presenting sponsors, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue Global, and USAA for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and I'm going to say it every week, we love them too. As I said earlier, we have a great show today focused on mental health challenges in our military community. And I'm so excited to introduce Major General Retired Alfred K. Fowers, Mental Health Advocate, Board Chairman of Reach Resilience and Endeavors Foundation. As a founding partner of the Face to Fight Reach Resilience, has committed $25 million to the effort of Endeavors. Reach Resilience Parent Organization is a leading nonprofit that passionately serves our most vulnerable people in the crisis, including our veterans and families. And I might mention he also was the longest serving airman in the military with about 46 years in the Air Force. And mm -hmm. Vice Admiral retired John M. Byrd, Senior Vice President of Military Affairs at USAA. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you. And thanks uh, for the opportunity to be on the show today. Thanks for what you're doing. And I look forward to sharing how we at Reach Resilience and Endeavors uh, will team with USAA, the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, and uh, others as we go along to reduce veteran suicide, a major, major issue in our country. Well, thank you so much. Admiral General Flowers, we have a lot to talk about today, but before we do that, could each one of you uh, tell the audience just a little bit about yourself? And, and General Flowers, we'll start with you, sir. Okay. Well, you know, I had a, a non-traditional uh, career in the United States Air Force. I enlisted at the age of 17. Served 13 and a half years as an enlisted man, got commissioned, served 33 years as an officer. Um, I worked, went to industry after I retired in 2012 and served for four and a half years in industry. And then I joined Endeavors in 2014. And I've been with Endeavors ever since. And I'm now serving on nine nonprofit foundations supporting veterans and families. Admiral Bird, how about yourself? Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you, Sergeant Major, and appreciate you uh, having me and allowing us to have this very important discussion. And I also want to thank uh, General Flowers for his great support, advice, and professionalism. Uh, I grew up in a Navy family, moved all over the country. My father served 20 years. 
Then I went to the Naval Academy, selected submarines as my uh, branch or uh, warfare community, served in the Navy for 35 years, enjoyed it, considered it an honor and a privilege, retired in 2013, and then was blessed and fortunate to be hired by USAA. So for the last 10 years, I've had a chance to continue to serve those that served me and served all of us in the military community. But it's just Great to be with USA and great to be with you all here today. You must know a good friend of mine. I'm sure that Mick Pond hurt. You know him? I'm probably pretty oh. well. Probably a lot better than I do, maybe. I don't know. I've known him for... Go ahead, sir. He's a great guy. Yes, he is uh, very well known among Navy veterans and anybody that served in the Navy. And he continues great efforts to serve the military community and military families. I'm a fan. Uh, I, I'm a big fan, too. We talk just about every week. Admiral Byrd, would you tell us a bit about the USA Military Affairs Team and the work uh, you're doing to support the overall USA mission in helping facilitate, uh, you know, financial security, uh, you know, for your members and families? Thanks, Sergeant Major. It's a very unique team, but USA was founded by the military for the military. And as you say, uh, our mission is to empower our members, read as a military community, toward financial security. And we do that through you know, products tailored to the military community, exceptional service, and then maybe most importantly, advice. My team, which is made up of 50 very seasoned and senior enlisted in officers who served a full career, they're out across the country and they're in those military communities being the face-to-face with our members and advocating for our products or services and that advice. And each of them is certified to provide financial readiness training, and that's the fundamentals of achieving financial security. So it's a great team. They have almost 1,500 years of military experience, and I'm very proud to lead them and feel, again, very fortunate to be here at USA with this great team. Oh, just to let you know, I've had USAA insurance since forever, so does that help? Do I get a little discount or something? No (laughs) discount, but it helps. And uh, I'm glad you're a happy member. I am. I am. Absolutely. Hey, Major General Fowles, you have worked tirelessly to support our veteran community, especially in the area of, of life crisis situation. Would you talk about that? Yeah. I, let, me, uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Endeavors and the work that we're doing there and, and what I'm doing with Endeavors and how that branched off into Reach Resilience. Uh, Endeavors is a, a national service organization. It was founded in 1969, so we're a little over 53 years old now. And it's been assisting vulnerable populations in the areas of veterans, families, children, um, those uh, struggling with mental issues, disabilities, and uh, effects of disasters and emergencies. We served over 70,000 in 2022 in endeavors in the U.S. and Puerto Rico. Now, how does Reach Resilience come out of, grow out of that Endeavors organization and all the services that Endeavors is providing. Reach Resilience was formed in 2021. Uh, we build on Endeavors' longstanding commitment of serving communities in crisis. It's dedicated to develop partnerships, as we, we're doing with USAA and Humana, provide resources as we're doing, as we're doing with Face to Fight, 25 million over five years and amplifying support to people in need. So uh, I am proud to, to start have started with Endeavors, continuing on with Endeavors on their board and chairing the Reach Resilience Board as we team with 
USAA, Humana, and hopefully others down the road to get after this uh, veteran suicide issue. You, you know, I, I got to tell you both, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about, uh, uh, t- t- talk about taking care of people, but what you're doing is, is so, so important. Uh, yeah, I, I said a few minutes ago, start looking back of uh, people I've known throughout my military career. And, and uh, I'm sure you can testify to the same thing. I've, I've had so many of them that, you know, either in the service or once they get out of the service, uh, commit suicide. And again, I, I didn't realize how, how bad it was because when you're in the military, you're focused on doing your mission. Uh, you know, so it's, it's tough for them and it's t- certainly tough for the families. Hammerbird, our military community is in crisis when it comes to veteran suicide, which you're just talking about. USA began an initiative called Face to Fight to address the crisis. You know, how did that really, how did the initiative get started? Well, that's a great question. And it, and it was sort of a confluence of a couple of things. USAA was celebrating their 100th year anniversary. We were founded in 1922 by the Army for the military. Uh, and we have a long history of not only providing products and services to help the military, but being advocates for the military through philanthropic gifts, through our corporate responsibility, things like veterans transition, military family resiliency, helping the wounded. And as we started to look and canvas our membership, our 13 million members, what came back to us, not surprising, is the number one concern was veteran suicide, as you just highlighted. And so we said, we can do something about this. And so over the last 12 to 18 months, we've, if you will, organized for success, collecting the smartest experts we could find, like-minded people like General Flowers and Endeavor, to see if we could start a program by which to tackle veteran suicide. And you're right, Sergeant Major, the magnitude is, it's horrendous. 120,000 veterans have committed suicide since 9-11. And to put that in perspective, which you all know, but for your audience, that's more than we lost in Vietnam, the Gulf War, Iraq, and Afghanistan. And if we don't stop it, by the end of this decade, there'll be 50,000 more lost veterans. So we formed this coalition. We felt like we were in the right position given our, if you will, our background with corporate responsibility, people understanding what we're all about got started this coalition with Endeavors, Reach Resilience, Humana, and now we have 50 partners involved. And our goal is, our long-term goal is, by the end of the decade, rather than losing 50,000 more, cut the suicide rate of veterans in half. It's aspirational, but I think we can all agree it's a great goal. It's inspiring to me that we're doing it. And I think it's one of the greatest things that USA has done, certainly in my time. Hey, sir, this may be a crazy question, but do you think it's more important now than ever? I mean, because we had, we had suicides back uh, during Vietnam, and I guess we probably didn't, we probably didn't uh, keep track of the suicides because there's probably a lot of them. The other question that I have, I, I wonder if we ever track uh, spouse suicides. I don't know if we ever do that. Do we track those? Or do I have any idea? You know, I don't know. It would probably be worth doing. You know, part of this face the fight is collecting data, it's evidence-based analysis, evidence-based care. So likely some of that will come out of it. But uh, I think the only failure is not trying. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have agree. to get out and go after this. Uh, suicide is not inevitable. 
Suicide is not insurmountable. It is preventable if we take the right steps. And so we have to come together and get after it. Yeah, I, I just just another thing that was about my brain here. The, the uh, I, I talked to a lot of people about social media. You know, social media is a good you know good way for us to communicate around the country. But but I also think that social media can be a hindrance uh, because people just don't talk to each other. And I wonder when you're doing your research and you start looking at it. I think that's a that's a. I mean, when I I walk by people nowadays and say good morning, good afternoon, whatever. And a lot of times they'll look at the ground. They won't look at you. They won't engage with you. Do you think that's a, do you think that's a problem? That's probably a question for both of you. I, I think it's a problem. Well, I'll let General Flowers start with that one, and then I'll follow <laughs> up. Go ahead, General. Go ahead, sir. Well, well I, I think it, uh, given the way we interact, communicate today with each other, I think it can be a problem. Because one of the things with uh, it, today with suicide and the ideations that uh, those who who commit suicide or those who attempt and may carry it out uh, is talking to each other, talking to people. You know, we if we're we're on a cell phone or an iPad or a laptop or some other means of some other social means or Twitter or uh, some other social media platform, you know, texting each other, um, you know, it may have an impact or it may not. You know, I have a problem with uh, with sending stuff across emails and texts and Twitter and all the social media platforms when we can look someone in the eye yep. or look at someone's reaction and how they're dealing with life in general at a particular day that we may be interacting with and see that there may be stresses ongoing because we may know about them, see how they're reacting, how they're behaving, and talk to them as a human being to another human being as opposed to something across a social media platform. The thing that uh, about social media that you that that I hadn't figured out how to assess yet, number one is do they really receive it when you send it? Or did somebody intercept it and alter it? Yeah, or did they understand it when they read it if they did receive it? You can't determine that from electrons. No. But you can look someone in the eye and look at their nonverbal communications or their verbal communications and determine if they're if you're making contact. Social media, you may not be able to do that. Sir, you are so right, because all my time in the military, I, you know, I spent a long time in the service, and I learned to read people. And I learned to understand we're not doing something or something's wrong with them or, or they have an issue or they're bothered by something, just by their actions. And, and I think yep. we just miss a, miss a lot of that stuff. Have a brother. I, I think General Flowers probably covered off, but you want to add anything to that? <laughs> well, he did. And I couldn't agree more with what he said or what you added. Um, I think social is a poor substitute for the human interaction, the face-to-face. -face. And certainly, I think that's the way we're built. I think it's the way we're constructed. But I would say this, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Because on the one hand, I like the opportunity to be able to text and reach out to a buddy and then follow up with a phone call or meet. I mean, orchestrating a meeting or a get-together you know, 20, 30 years ago was a little bit more challenging. We used to talk about how you'd organize a meeting at the Pentagon in the 90s. And my gosh, was it hard. It's supposed today, a group thing and you get everybody together. So I think social use right, like so many things, can be a yeah. powerful tool to connect. But it shouldn't be a substitute for meeting in person, for getting on the phone, for going out and sharing a drink with a buddy and catching up. So 
I kind of see it that way. So if you're sitting around the dinner table texting each other, that's a failure. But if the texting gets you to the dinner table, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey, hey sir, I, I remember I was going to ask you a, a long-term mission on suicide prevention. What, what do you, what's your long-term mission for that? Well, like I said, the, the aspiration is to reduce the suicide rate yeah. among our veterans by half by 2030. But like I, I think and said is, the biggest thing we can do is raise awareness, make people understand how bad this problem is, and that it's fixable. The, work, the real failure will be if it loses momentum and it just becomes something else that goes away. So it's our job to continue to have the conversation and bring this collective coalition, public-private together to go after this really horrible problem that we shouldn't have. We have to help our veterans and their families overcome this challenge. Yeah. You know, I, I guess the question is, why hasn't somebody else taken the lead like you're taking the lead now already? And why have we waited so long? Because we've, we've known for a long time it's, it's really bad and there's a lot of things. We've all talked about it, but we just haven't did anything. Do you have any idea why somebody hadn't jumped up like USA? You know, I don't know, but uh, that's part of why we're jumping up now because nobody has. And, and again, it's not just USA, it's this coalition. And uh, I think when we did the uh, public announcement and General Flowers was there, I think the energy in the room was magnificent. The number of people, organizations that raised their hand and said, hey, we want to be there, we want to help, kind of goes to what you're saying. They realized we had overlooked, we hadn't been doing enough. And so I think there's a real appetite by noble, purpose-driven organizations to get behind this and get after this problem. I tell people all the time, bad things don't get better with time. They just get mm -hmm. worse, that's for sure. Go ahead, right. Flowers. You want to it's neither wine nor cheese, so it won't get better with time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that you know, that just to, to pile on just a little bit on this, I think there has been a, a thought process around the country uh, that DOD and the VA is working this issue, and they will they will take care of it and solve it. Well, DOD and the VA and Health and Human Services are doing great things, and they've done some wonderful work, and made great strides. But in what uh, what this space to fight is going to do and where reach resilience is going to help is it's going to provide resources, evidence based resources and evidence based strategy to get after areas where availability may be expanded. Accessibility may be expanded. There may be resources that's required by some veteran services organizations that are doing great things today but may not have the resources to expand them to reach those that the, that are outside the VA yeah. service. So that's one of the things I think Face to Fight will do. Uh, I know that uh, in the Cohen clinics that we have in Endeavors, and we have three of them in Texas and Colleen, El Paso, and San Antonio, expanding the availability of services, providing free services where there may be low-cost services that Veterans may not be able to afford in families. And in the Cohen clinics, we not only see the, the member, but we see the significant other or spouses also. Oh, that's a, a family. Share, yeah. yeah, I share one example with you. We had a, a lady came in and, and talked to us who uh, family, whole family had PTSD and had tried to commit suicide. Oh, my goodness. The, the member was being seen by the VA 
but uh, she, nor she, neither she nor her two children had seen anybody, and all of them had tried to commit suicide. Well, we took them all in at the clinic, and they were being helped. So I, I think uh, of availability of resources, expanding the services, uh, provide more clinicians outside the VA where making service more available. I think that would be a significant improvement. And if I could add to that, General Flowers is exactly right. Uh, I would want to make the point that the VA and DOD are embracing this initiative. So this is coming together. So the VA and DOD understand exactly what General Flowers is saying, that we need to do this. It is a public-private effort. Just like much of the support we provide our veterans comes from the private community, this is another example of that. And then we all know that times among our veterans, there can be a hesitancy to leverage the VA and the DOD for a number of reasons. And sometimes the private side uh, has more accessibility or they're more likely a greater propensity to seek out help from them. And then General Flowers gave the the excellent example of a family who needed that help that wasn't maybe provided by TRICARE or the VA. You know, there's about seven, uh, 17 million veterans out there. I think only about 9 million of them use the VA anyway. So there's a, there's a large group of veterans mm-hmm. that, that are struggling out there, don't know who to go to, don't know who to talk to and something. Hey, General Flowers, as a, as the, as a board chairman to Reach Out Reserves, why did you decide to get involved? I think you already, already answered that. But why did you decide to get involved with, uh, with this project, with suicide, with uh, Face to Fight? We, we decided to get involved because of the complexity and the, and the severity of this problem. When we've got 17 veterans a day that are dying by suicide, it is, uh, it's serious. And uh, reach, uh, reach Resilience had not made a donor, had not given a gift. And, uh, you know, we've only been around for about a year and a half now. But when we learned of this, we thought it was a way to make a tremendous impact on a serious problem. And it it tied together so much of what Endeavors is already doing in this area, where we could, the connective tissue is already there. And this was another opportunity to maybe make a greater impact than what we're doing already. Yeah. For the, for the veterans that are listening today, and, and I hope there's a lot of you out there listening, never think that you're alone. Uh, always remember that, uh, you know, if you got a problem, you got you need help. Call call somebody you know. Call a buddy. Call a friend. Reach out to somebody so they can help you. But just remember, you're part of a family. You're part of a big family. No matter what service you was in, we're all part of one team and and one fight, and we'll help each other. This is a great discussion. We're helping a lot of people. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're talking with Major General Alfred K. Flowers, mental health advocate and board chairman of Reach Resilience, and Vice Admiral retired John M. Bird, Senior Vice President of Military Affairs for USA. And you're watching your next mission video podcast with me, your host, Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major in the Army. If this discussion has been helpful for you, please click on that subscribe button below. During this segment, I'd like to address some of the issues our veterans and families face and how it's, it's not addressed could, could contribute to them taking their, uh, taking their own life. Admiral Byrd, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think that uh, suicide is a tragedy, certainly for the individual, but it's a huge tragedy for the family, for the community, for friends. It's far-reaching in its impact. It's very negative impact. 
And as I said earlier, my personal belief is we can, it's not insurmountable, it is preventable. And in so many instances, you know, one of the misnomers is so much of it or the vast majority of suicide is attributed to poor mental health. That's not the case. Less than half of it is a function of a mental health problem. A lot of times it's just somebody who kind of doesn't lose that connection, sees the problems as insurmountable, can't manage it, and then makes that horrible decision. And that decision is made very close to the actual event. It's not oftentimes not a long-term plan. So if we can connect, reach out, as you just said, let the veterans know they have a family. Uh, there's people out there that want to help. Any problem they have, we can work together to solve. I think we can avoid having that suicide. You know, I, I'm reminded uh, as a kid growing up watching that movie, A Wonderful Life. Yeah. You may remember it. I Jimmy do remember, Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who was a wonderful Air Force veteran, Army uh, Air Corps, flew missions of his own over Europe. But in the story, he decides that the problems he's facing is just too much. And despite the fact that he has a wife and kids, there he is. He's going to commit suicide. And his angel shows up and illustrates to him how important life is, how much he has to give and what he's done so far. I think that's a good model for all of us when we're talking to a buddy. You know, be their angel. Talk to them. Let them know all the things they've done, how they serve their country. They have friends. They have family. Uh, they have a lot more to give. And, and that's what we need to do. Yeah. It's, I, I tell, uh, I've told a lot of people this story, but I had a good friend a couple of years ago. A senior, he was a senior NCO in the Army. And uh, I'd worked with him at a, at a couple of different assignments. And so we was pretty close. But when you retire, you're sort of go out and do your own thing, go what you got to do. And, and I really didn't connect back with him. And, and probably, I don't know, 10 years after we was out of the service, I found out that he had committed suicide. And I always thought, you know, if I'd reached out, I'd said something to him, uh, would I have made a difference? I mean, I'll never know. But uh, I think that's what veterans really got to do. I mean, we got to, I asked people, if you don't know the show, we've asked them before to you know, once a week or once a month or a couple times a month, uh, reach out to somebody you hadn't talked to for a while. You'd be surprised, you know, how many people really need assistance or just need to talk to somebody that, that like them, that has the same kind of issues that they have. So it's, it's important stuff. Just, you know, sir, yeah. Uh, if I could add one thing, uh, you know, absolutely. We, uh, we are all, we all interact with folks all the time, every day of our lives and sometimes in the evenings. And we work with folks in this, if we know that someone has or experiencing stressors such as uh, transitioning financial relationship, it's just a matter of being attentive, paying attention to what's going on around you, being a good wingman and listening to your buddy, watching your buddy, your family, your friend, and knowing that, hey, I, uh, I, I see what's happening. I know that there's something going on there. I see something. I need to say something or perhaps do something. Maybe I can make a difference. Yeah, so I was just going to ask you that same question. I was going to ask you if you, you know, that, but that's good. I'm glad you brought it up because I mean, you really got to know if you if somebody's slipping or they're going to have a problem or you think they're having a problem or they're doing something out of out of the norm yep. that you've never seen them do before. Like somebody used to tell me if people start giving stuff away or yeah, I'm just a lot of little things that you that you really don't think about, uh, and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore. I, I tell you, the other mm -hmm. thing is 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 knowing uh, 
you know, talking to the spouse and letting the spouse be involved. Because you got to admit, now we're all married and we know our spouse knows us better than anybody else. And if we're messing up, she'll tell us we're messing up. That's for doggone sure. But is there anything else that you could think of that, you know, somebody's sort of in a bad situation or maybe slipping a little bit that uh, you ought to be looking for? Um, or do we get you go, go ahead. I think, I think we pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Well, I, I would add that, you know, we, we have to also be, despite what we said, you know, attuned to the fact that it may be a bigger issue that's outside our capability. You will notice a problem and getting them to the right professional. And that's something else we're emphasizing. You know, um, General Flowers mentioned the Cohen Veteran Network. There's others out there, other programs that will will highlight as, as time goes on that are willing to give that very professional, medical, expert advice for those that need it, because sometimes it is just that, a mental health thing. So I think you have to recognize when it is just that connection and helping your buddy through it, and when it's you've got to help them to get advice. And then, Sergeant Major, you're right. Sometimes it may be that you have to get to the family to get the veteran or whoever to get get that medical help. One of the things we talk about is the stigma. You know, some people have real difficulties seeking help for mental illness. We've got to help out there too. And that may take the whole family or a network of friends to get the individual to get that help. Yeah. One, one of the other things, and we'll take a break in just a second, but one of the other things is, is that uh, we, we're trained, been in the military, especially for 46 years in the Air Force. I mean, if you're, we're trained to, to, to keep things to ourselves to don't let anybody see that chink in your armor. Because as a general officer or, uh, you know, if you have a chink in your armor, you think you won't be promoted to the next level. And as a senior non-commissioned officer, the same thing. So we're trained to, you know, those stresses and stuff, we'll sort of keep it to ourselves. And I don't know how you'll ever, I'm not sure there's a way you can break that unless you change the culture in the military. And, And maybe there has to be a bigger discussion about that. And I'm sure there is now anyway. Well, I I think that's a great point. And it's, you know, we have to let our troopers, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines understand that taking care of their mental health is like taking care of their physical health. And if they're, you know, if you got a broken arm, for goodness sake, you don't just keep pressing on, you get help, you get a cast. You've got to realize and understand when you're having that mental health issue that you need help. Not everybody. But again, I think that's where the team, your buddies, your family, help you to see that you have an issue and you need to get, you know, professional advice. But I think it's a valid point. Uh, you know, being tough doesn't mean being stupid. Yep. It means getting help when you need it. And when you don't need it, then be tough. I think there's a basic leadership yep. piece of this. And that basic leadership piece is all of us as leaders have got to make sure that the folks that we lead, mentor and advise understand that they can trust us. If they know that they can trust you, then they may be more willing to tell you when they have a problem and need that kind of help. Uh, you know, if they don't think they can trust you because of the the consequences, potential consequences of seeing someone in the mental health clinic the way it used to be, you go to mental health, it, was, it could be the kiss of death because you lose your clearance. You lose your clearance, you may lose your job, you lose your job, you may lose your family, and it's just a snowball effect and it yeah. rolls downhill. Yeah. But uh, I think trust is a big issue here, and uh, folks have got to know, one, that they can get help, 
Number two is they can trust their, their leaders to share with them that they need to go seek get help and not worry about uh, losing their job or losing their clearance or those kinds of things. Uh, you know, the system uh, has got to take care of us, mental health and professionally. So you're exactly yeah. You're exactly right, sir. Trust is a big one. You guys will remember that. I used to tell people, uh, people that you lead either know you're real or Memorex. Probably the listeners out there probably don't know what that means. <laughs> but, but it's true. They, they, if, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're truthful about what you're saying and they trust you, they'll reach out to you. We're going to take another quick break. This is a great discussion. I'm sure a lot of people, we're going to help some people. And that's what our mission is today is help just as many veterans that we can uh, with any issues that they have we got a lot more to talk about, so don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're watching Your Next Mission video podcast. You're watching Your Next Mission video podcast, proudly presented by Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global you're ready for a comeback, and with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. USAA. Oh. A promise is a trust not to be broken. Whether spoken with an oath or sealed with a pinky. And after 100 years, we're still taking care of the military community and their families. That's our mission, always. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. We're blessed to be here today with Major General Retired Alfred K. Flowers, Mental Health Advocate and Board Chairman of Reach Resilience and Vice Admiral Retired John M. Byrd, Senior Vice President of Military Affairs for USAA. And I want all of our viewers to reach out to me directly. Tell us what topics you'd like us to cover. You know, I tell people all the time, this is, this is not my show. We talked about it a minute ago. It's a team. It's our show. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll actually reach back out to you. Or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Admiral Byrd, What's in store for face to fight uh, moving forward? Uh, thank you, Sergeant Major. Well, we're just getting started, and this is very much a long-term effort. There is no panacea. It's not going to be solved overnight. We've lived with the problem too long. We're dedicated to solving it. We've recently, in June, rolled out the beginning of this, We Face the Fight, forming a coalition, starting with Reach Resilience, ourselves, and Humana, and now we're up to 50 coalition partners. We're collecting philanthropic donations, and we're in the process of making grants. We're up to 41 million in uh, philanthropic donations, and we've granted out about 10 million, and more grants will be forthcoming. Uh, again, supporting programs that are evidence-based that get to solving the problem. But I think as time goes on, what we're looking for is more people to join the coalition, more organizations, more donations, and keeping the conversation and the discussion going, the awareness of what this is all about so that we can reach that aspirational goal by the end of the decade of cutting veteran suicide in half 
from its current 17 a day to something around eight or even less than that. So that's kind of where we are. But just getting started, we think we're very well organized for success, but lots of work to do. How do you, this may be a crazy question, how does the, how do you sort of reach out? Do you use the, uh, you, you said you got 50 coalition partners. Is that how you're getting out to the, the bowels of the veteran community through the coalition partners there? A number of ways. Yes, through the coalition partners. And as we bring on more and they spread the word, we're leveraging social, we're leveraging this podcast. We had a rollout in D.C. with great support from the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. So a number of ways we're out there doing it. There'll be newsletters, certainly media. Any way we can get the word out, we're going to do that. And uh, it's not too difficult to get people to carry the word forward because it's such a noble goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, General Flowers, you want to add anything to that, sir? Yeah, yeah. I'd just, just like to add what Reach Resilience, how we will continue to partner with USAA and Humana and others. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we will assist in developing those partnerships. We'll provide resources. We'll amplify support to people in need. Uh, we'll work with other like-minded nonprofits to improve the evidence-based uh, support. And uh, we just, we just, excited to be a part of it and know that what we're doing is going to make us a huge difference. So, uh, And there's no question in my mind you're going to make a huge difference. One, I'll give you a suggestion, though, is, is I don't know if you're doing this or not, but you may you may reach out to some senior NCOs or, or non-commissioned officer from like Nippon Hurt that I was just talking about, some of those guys, and just use their picture. Uh, say, look, these guys are, you know, because so, you talked about trust, uh, you know, Yes, sir. Uh, those guys have a lot of trust within their service, you know, within the military, within the civilian community. And that may be a, a good way for you to, uh, you know, maybe touch a few more people. Just a thought and idea. Oh, no, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And uh, we'll look for a way to leverage that. You know, Hurt has his own group of folks in yeah. his organization, yeah. Pinnacle. And there's others like that out there. And certainly, as I said, all those folks would be dedicated to helping in this noble cause. Yeah. Well, just know that uh, not just me, but this you know, our foundation, our podcast, we'll do whatever we can to help. Cause you're right. This is uh, this is something we all got to pull together and, and work together. Uh, is there a website or a phone number you can share with us that uh, might, you know, if somebody needs help, they can reach out to. Sure. We face the fight.org. We face the fight.org can get in there and get just a whole plethora of information about the coalition and what we're doing. Of course, if you are a veteran in need, you know, nine, eight, eight, that's your hotline to get in there and get immediate help. Uh, and then the thing that we talked about earlier, you know, start and connect with your battle buddy, your shipmate, your wingman, uh, either to outreach and help them or they may be helping you. So start there. It's very simple. And, and you will find various avenues for further uh, engagement and further uh, support. Yeah. What, what do you, uh, this is another crazy thing just popped up. You know, you send bills for your, you know, you got to pay your insurance or whatever. You ought to put a little note on there. It says something that says what you're doing. I mean, because it's a good way to get the information out to let people know exactly what you're doing. Because this is a, this is a, a I think you're uh, going to see that we're going to have a lot of taglines, if you will, on our website and yeah. our mobile that advocates for this uh, cause. Uh, great. Well, first of all, let me, let me tell both of you, this is uh, such, like I said already, it's, it's such an important subject for all of us. You know, I tell people it doesn't matter if you're a private or a general, 
you know, everybody has issues, everybody's got concern, everybody's got a family, uh, but uh, together we're all one. And so we need to think that way when we're, when we're helping our veteran uh, community. Oh, it's just uh, so, it's really so tough just uh, to think about when you think about suicide. Any final thoughts, anything you want to share with the audience? And General Flowers, we're starting. Anything we missed, General Flowers, you want to share with the audience? No, I'd just like to say thank you, Sergeant Major, for the opportunity to be with you today and to talk about this issue. And this is one of the one of the, the centerpieces of this space divide is talking about the issue. Uh, it's a tough, serious, complex issue. We all recognize that, but we know that we can make a difference, and we make a difference. But if if we see something, we say something yeah. or do something. We can all make a difference. So thank you very much for the opportunity to be on the show today and. And we look forward to uh, many, many more like this across the country and wherever we can to get the word out as we spread the word and make a difference. Absolutely. Have a bird. How about yourself, sir? Well, again, as General Flowers said, thank you, Sergeant Major. Appreciate the time, the discussion, and helping us raise the awareness. General Flowers, thanks to you and your organization. And I would just ask, as we've highlighted throughout the show, let's get the word out. Let's raise the awareness. Let's come together, coalition or friend of the coalition, to, uh, to connect, reach out to our buddies, reach out to our friends, and start this effort and keep it going. Let's not lose the momentum. And thank you very much. Oh, God bless you. One team. Sure. Stay together. Thank you. Thanks to Major General Retired Alfred K. Flowers and Vice Admiral Retired John M. Bird for, for being with us today. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. You've been watching your next mission video podcast, and, and thank you for watching today. Please visit our website at yournextmission.org and leave me a review. I, I always say I hope it's a good review, but if it's a bad one, I don't care, because this, this is for you. This is to help you any way we can. You can also visit our nonprofit and corporate partners where you can see all the jobs and services that are available that will assist you in your transition from the military. No, we want to assist you any way we can. I always like saying that twice. Please know we. You're not by yourself. Please know we want to assist you any way we can. You can follow me on all my personal social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and, and Rumble. And if you enjoyed the discussion with Major General Retired Flowers and Vice Admiral Byrd, please like us. Click on that subscribe button below. And also, don't forget to click on the bell next to the subscribe button. We want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Thanks again to Major General Retired Alfred K. Flowers and Vice Admiral Retired John M. Byrd for, for joining us today. It was, just, it was just great having him on the show. And uh, Hopefully I can get through this. In, uh, in preparation for the show, yesterday... I sit down and I start doing some research about suicides. And it's unbelievable the amount of people that we lose every day. Every day, 132 Americans die by suicide. One every 11 minutes. As many as 22 suicides each day veterans. There's one suicide death 
for every 25 attempts. Suicide is a third leading cause of death among Americans between the age of 15 to 24. If you're interested in learning more about face to fight, finding help or join the fight, visit facetofight.org. Again, thanks for watching. This is so important for all of us. Thanks to New Mind Studios and of course, our presenting sponsors, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue Global, and USAA. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. Hooah! You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.